Welcome back to the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, and on this episode, we are going to dig in to some garden traditions that you might not be aware of. When I say garden traditions, I mean traditions that the garden is setting up for us that we need to be paying attention to. Now, we all have our cool season traditions, and so does our garden. Let's dig in and learn how we can grow more this season. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 35, and I am so excited to be here with you today talking about garden traditions of the cool season. These cool weather garden traditions are some things that you may have never even considered, but I hope that after our time together today, you're really looking at this differently and maybe even learning some things that you didn't already know. Now, we all have those special traditions that remind us of our childhood or of loved ones and times gone by. Some of my favorite traditions from my childhood are roasting marshmallows in the fireplace. My mom used to always let us do that. It was so much fun. She would start a fire and we would get to put marshmallows on ends of clothes hangers and roast them right there in the fireplace. We never even had to go outside. I also loved delivering Avon with my mama. That was so special. Those little bitty lipstick samples. Oh my goodness. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those were next level good. Of course, playing Barbies with my sister. The sink was our swimming pool and we would set up the entire bathroom as like a Barbie town. So much fun. And puzzles. My mom always had a puzzle going, so as we passed through the house, it would sort of call to us, and we would stop, put a piece in here or there, and then carry on with whatever it was we were doing. Some traditions I've loved to carry out with my own kids are our decorating days. I love these days so much. Our fall decorations are going to go up the weekend after Labor Day, no matter what, and it's like everybody knows that, so it's so special. And it's so just expected. It's sort of like a cornerstone in our year. We're going to put our Christmas tree up the day after Thanksgiving. Again, it's just so special. And our birthday mornings. Oh, man. We have the entire kitchen decorated for the birthday morning. Whoever the birthday person is in our family is going to wake up to a complete birthday explosion in the kitchen. They will have to fight their way through the balloons to get to the coffee pot. So much fun. But did you know that the garden has her own traditions too? Today I want to share some cool weather garden traditions with you that you may have never even realized exist, but that you definitely want to know about for your garden this season so that you can grow more, harvest more, and work less. Isn't that the goal? First, I want you to understand something about our cold weather gardens. Cold weather crops are not itching to grow in freezing temperatures. They are not thriving in below freezing temps. This is a huge misconception. A lot of people think, oh great, I'm going to plant brassicas because they love to grow when it's, they're, you know, covered in snow. Not really. These guys still want those moderate daytime temperatures, and it's easy 
for us to give that to them when the temperatures are below freezing because we can use frost cloths and lighting and different things to warm up their environment. And it's really difficult to cool down their environment. Really, we have no option of doing that. So it's easier to warm their environment up than it is to cool it down. But they still do want those moderate daytime temperatures. Now, they can tolerate some chilly nights, but they want a good moderate temperature. So it's important that you're planting these guys right now. You don't want to wait for the cold weather to come to plant them. I'm going to explain that to you here today, but instead you want to let that cold weather do its work for what's already planted in your garden. That is what's going to give you your best harvest ever. Our first cool weather garden tradition is going to be the one that happens first, right? This is going to be that first cold snap. Ready or not, here it comes. This is not going to be your first frost, but this is that first dip in temperatures that lets us know, hey, guess what? Fall is here. In South Louisiana, it could be right back to the mid-80s the next day because our temperatures can fluctuate literally 40 to 50 degrees in 24 hours. But once we see that first cold snap, we typically don't see temperatures in the 90s or the 100s anymore after that. That means that we are getting down into the 80s and sometimes even highs in the 70s. That is prime time for these cool weather vegetables to grow. And that's exactly what's going to happen with this first cold snap. It's going to trigger lots of growth. So you want to make sure that you've got your vegetables in the ground before this day arrives. Now, this is important. If you wait to get your vegetables in the ground after your first cold snap, what you're going to find is that they're just going to be a little bit more sluggish to get going. And what I mean by that is your little seedlings are going to appreciate warmer days and warmer nights. So they're going to grow faster in that warm temperature. Once that first cold snap hits, everything tends to sort of cool down some. The soil is going to cool down and the environment, the air is going to cool as well. Once that soil cools down, you're going to lose a lot of microbial activity. That means that all of those nutrients that are available in the soil are not going to be available to your plants. Now, this is not a problem because we can continue feeding our soil and feeding our plants all throughout the season. But for these little baby seedlings, this can mean a little bit of a slow start. Now, you don't want a slow start. You want them to be growing, 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 and then hit that cold snap to where they just take off because that outdoor weather is going to really spur them on while their roots have been established. We've already gotten roots established before that cold snap comes. That's the goal because we want our plants to be there and be ready so that when that air shifts, that temperature changes, it triggers all sorts of growth. So you want to make sure that your garden is planted before that first cold snap. Super, super important. We've got one coming here in South Louisiana this weekend. So if you haven't gotten your garden planted yet, now is the time. You also want to watch for that first frost. Now, the first frost means that this is the first time your garden has seen temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. 
This is not a freeze. This is not in the low 30s. This is actually mid to upper 30s. Did you know that frost can accumulate at 36 degrees in the right conditions? We're paying attention to this because this is going to be that first time that we'll see a thin layer of ice crystals on our garden vegetables. Now for our cool season vegetables, this is really, really good because again, we've had them in the ground. That first cold snap has spurred their growth. So they are growing, growing, growing. And a lot of times they even have a head before that first frost. So because of that, this is going to really benefit them that first frost is actually going to sweeten them up. For this reason, we never pick winter squash until that first frost. I don't care how ready it is. Winter squash can stay on the vine for an extended period of time. And trust me, if you've got winter squash that seemingly is ready to pick, leave it out there anyway. And don't pick it until after your first frost. What's going to happen is that it's going to be significantly tastier, sweeter, and it's going to store longer once that frost kisses it is sort of what it says. Most people say that a vegetable has been kissed by frost. So this is a really important milestone for that winter squash that you have growing. Leave it out there and don't pick it until it's been kissed by that first frost. Also, this is going to be sort of a bittersweet goodbye for you too because there are no warm season vegetables that can withstand a frost. Their leaves are just way too tender and they're not set up for frost. If you look at sort of a warm season vegetable versus a cool season vegetable, you're going to see that their leaf structure is completely different. So they are just not going to be able to withstand icy crystals on their leaves. So you're going to lose all of them. This is bittersweet because I know that if you're anything like me, you just really don't want to say goodbye to your cucumbers and your tomatoes. But listen, they are going to simply just cause you more frustration more work, more worry. You can take them out, look forward to them for the next warm season and get something in its place that is going to do so much better for you. So go ahead and get those guys out. You can certainly wait until your first frost if you want to, but keep in mind, once that first cold snap hits, the temperatures are just not gonna get back up super, super high again. So you are just making your way to being at a place where you're going to have to remove them. So start preparing yourself. You're also going to want to cover any of those tender babies that are just sprouting. One thing about the cool season garden is that we can direct sow a lot of our seeds, our leafy greens, our lettuces, our root vegetables. They can all be direct sown. So if you've got any that are just sprouting when that first frost hits, you're going to want to just cover them. All it takes is a little layer of leaves, a layer of mulch. They'll be completely fine, but you do want to cover them because any of that new growth is susceptible to freeze damage or to frost damage. So we want to be sure that we protect them. But a thin layer of leaves or a thin layer of mulch will be perfect for that. No worries. Now, another tradition that comes about as soon as this weather starts cooling down is that first harvest of greens. Y'all, I don't know about you, but that first pot of collard greens on the stove just signals that all is right in the world. 
Do you go all out for your first pot of collards? I do. Now, as the season goes on, I get real lazy with my leafy greens, and I will literally cook them two and three times a week. But that first pot, oh, let me tell you, it's going to cook all day. It's going to absolutely have a turkey leg in it. It is for sure going to have some ham and a ham bone going on. It's going to have chicken stock. Y'all, I'm going to go all out on this first pot of collards. Remember, when you're picking your leafy greens, do it often and always leave a third of the plant behind so that it's going to keep growing for you. If you don't leave a third of the plant, your plant can't photosynthesize. So super important that you leave a third behind. Now listen, it's always a great idea to plant greens in different areas of your garden. So I like to plant them all over the place because you can take a little from several spots in your garden and you will never have any empty spaces. This keeps your garden gorgeous all throughout the season. Succession planting is also a great idea with leafy greens because you'll always have something ready to pick. This is especially important for me as I start getting more and more into this cold weather because I'm going to tell you what, I want to have something on the stove all day long, every day. And it's always nice to be able to go out there and pick from my leafy greens. These guys are going to be your tried and trues while you're waiting for everything else to be ready. You can be picking your leafy greens. So make sure that you're constantly filling in those holes that you see in your garden, those spaces with leafy greens. And that way you will be able to always have them at the ready. This is also so good because cold hardy veggies are loaded with germ fighting nutrients, vitamin A, C, D, antioxidants, they're antibacterial, they have tons of anti-inflammatory properties. This is amazing, right? Because in the warmer months, our vegetables and fruit are always seemingly made up of like 90% water. We need this hydration in those months, but as the weather cools off, we get into the cold season, we need vitamins and nutrients to keep our bodies healthy. And guys, our garden supplies it all tenfold, and we get to go out into the sunshine to boot. If there was ever a reason to grow a garden, this is it. You will have your very own backyard medicine cabinet for the entire cold and flu season when you do. Keep your family healthy all season in my brand new class, Building a Winter Apothecary. In this class, you're going to learn the benefit of having a backyard medicine cabinet. I'm going to teach you how to create healing remedies from the herbs that you grow and that you can purchase. We're going to incorporate essential oils, teas, and tinctures, and I'm going to teach you how to use all of these remedies that you create. This course also comes with a supply list and recipe book, so you have everything you need to stay healthy this season. Get all the details at Release Your Inner wildchild.com forward slash fall offerings. So once we've got our garden planted, our season is coming along, we are starting to harvest, we're able to start looking ahead to more that we can grow. We turn our attention to garlic, to onions, to strawberries, to asparagus, to snap peas, and our cold hardy annuals. And this, guys, is where the magic begins. There is still so much to grow. 
Garlic and onions are the perfect crop for winter because they don't need to be covered in a frost or a freeze until temperatures reach 20 degrees, and that is rare in our Zone 9 gardens. It's excellent for backyard gardeners who might find themselves doing other things indoors when those temperatures drop. Garlic and onions and strawberries and asparagus are really hands-off winter gardening crops, and I think everybody should have some space for them in their gardens in the cool season. Strawberries and asparagus are dormant in the winter months, so they are completely oblivious to the changing temps. We simply just tuck them in at the beginning of winter and literally just wait for them to sprout in spring. It is magic. And the same is true for winter bulbs like tulips and daffodils. Yeah, you can grow tulips in your backyard garden and it is absolutely beautiful. So these are the things we're going to start turning our attention to. The tradition here is that you want to make sure you've ordered your garlic, your onions, strawberries, asparagus, and winter bulbs by Halloween. Your companies are going to sell out, guys. And as more and more people are beginning to take back their food responsibility, the supply is getting less and less and the demand is more and more. In fact, this year when I was ordering onions for the Wild Child Garden Club, I was shocked at how slow the website was that I was ordering from. Then they posted that they were experiencing extremely high traffic and to please be patient. Wow, for onions, for onion plants. It made me so happy. That means that so many more of us are taking our food into our own hands. We are taking back the responsibility of feeding our families. And if you haven't listened to my episode, America's Real Food Crisis, go back and give it a listen because it is a really powerful episode. In fact, y'all have made it my number one episode I've ever recorded. It's been downloaded more than any other episode that I've recorded of this podcast. It is powerful. And I can tell you, it's time we take back the responsibility of where our food comes from. We at least need to start paying attention. And it seems like people are because trust me, I've never had a slow website when ordering onions before. So this was really, really exciting to me. When you order them early, you're going to want to keep your garlic and onions in a cool, dark, dry space until planting. And you're going to want to keep your bare root strawberry plants and your asparagus in the refrigerator. Also, keep an eye on your onions. Make sure they don't dry out. You might find that you need to drop their roots in a little bit of water for a couple days to keep them vibrant if you choose a delivery date that's much earlier than when you actually are going to plant. Now, to teach you how to grow all of these amazing cold weather crops that are just so easy to grow, I have some classes available right now. I have Growing Awesome Alliums that's going to walk you through every step of growing garlic and onions. And I also have Winter Bulbs that's available now as well. It's going to take you through every step of tulips, daffodils, how to force those paper whites indoors. Now we love that, right? Also, how to grow the peony of the South, the ranunculus. Would you believe that you plant that guy right now? So this class is amazing and they are available. Both of these classes are available right now on my website at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash fall offerings and you will be able to see all the classes I have available. We also have coming up the secrets of strawberries that's going to take you through growing every step 
of strawberries, which is so much fun, as well as easy to grow asparagus. That's going to take you through growing asparagus. And if you want to grow these two together, check out my class, Next Level Companions. Strawberries and asparagus are actually BFFs in the garden. This makes it really, really nice because they both need their own space and you can give it to them and give them the same space at the exact same time. This is a really cool class and it's all available for you at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. I hope that you're gearing up for your first cold snap, guys. For us, it's this weekend. I have a few traditions up my sleeve. Well, you know that pot of gumbo is going to be on the stove. But I'm going to tell you what, my garden is going to be ready too. I have my cold weather veggies growing. I might even get to pick some radishes. We will see. The cold season garden is up and growing, guys. Ready or not, here we go. What I know for sure is that our lives are marked by seasons. They're marked by traditions, and the garden leads the way. This season in my life, I'm taking cues from nature. I'm letting go, and I'm slowing down. What about you? I hope that you find some amazing cold weather traditions, and join us next week as we're going to talk more about our cold weather gardens. Thanks so much for joining.